What's up, guys? Drew and Dan here again. Uh, hey, it, this is our Hoops podcast. The Hoops pod. We're we got just a little short one for you today. Um, we're not. We don't have a ton of organized thoughts on this one. Or yeah, anything, I mean, if you want to hear us talk more about yeah. something in particular, we just uh, did a whole spiel we, on last night's Bachelorette we episode. A doozy on. on so the there are some episode. hot takes about the Bachelorette out there floating in podcast land. Mm-hmm. But this is just going to be kind of our uh, our NBA Western Conference Finals. Kind of game last seven. thoughts, game seven, game last, seven thoughts. last thoughts, uh, a, a small, a small preview of the finals, just more things we're looking for. Again, this will be a short one. Um, sorry for the lack of lack of stats or whatever. You're a huge stat head, but uh, yeah, we might get, we might find some discussions as as we kind of yeah. get into this a little bit. Um, so Dan, let's let's do it, man. Game seven. Yeah, D- Dan, can I, can I um, before we hit game seven? There was yeah. like this moment in our last podcast uh, mm. that that we got to just kind of clarify for the listeners. Okay. And so there was this moment okay. where, uh, if you remember episode one, our hoops episode one, we were throwing mad shade. A classic. Uh, we were throwing mad shade at first team All-NBA DeAndre Jordan, mm-hmm. um, just how he is only first team because his position is center and they kind of do it by position, basically. Yeah. And that was kind of messed up. You Let's know? vote a dude in first first team All-NBA who yeah. shoots 30% up from the free throw Yeah, line. exactly. That sounds good. Exactly. That sounds and good. Just Let's do a it. A complete liability on the court at the yeah. end of a game. Completely liability so um anyway there was kind of this moment where uh, on the and the last pod where i was just kind of singing the praises of stephen adams uh i'm a huge stephen adams fan i thought he yeah. was a great emotional leader i thought he played just w- so with great intensity also he's 22 yeah that was like huge like a, that's a huge a factor so just in the last year he's taken such a giant step forward in his play um but kind of adding to the the shade as we were talking about stephen adams i was like he's better than deandre jordan and then i said first team all nba deandre jordan also um, so, side note, I had posted the podcast already, yeah. and Drew called me to well, have me take that. Down I was and being edit sarcastic uh, no. in my love of Stephen Adams, but it didn't translate as such. And then my thoughts, I was going to clarify, were um, he's a much better free throw shooter and and uh, an emotional leader because DeAndre Jordan is uh, right. not a great leader and a liability on the floor. But then here's the interesting thing. So I was like, Dan, like that did not sound like I was joking. Let's cut that out. So for the credibility of our NBA talk, because at the end of the day, is DeAndre Jordan, Jordan better than Steven Adams? Yes, he is. But then here's what's an interesting yeah, thought, Dan. In, yeah, there's if a lot of – If you're starting an NBA team, uh, do you want – would you take Steven Adams or DeAndre Jordan right now? I think I might after after this play. You would take Steven I, Adams I over DeAndre Jordan, Adams. and and, and the, obviously the huge factor is he's twenty two. Yeah. Obviously the other huge factor is he's improving, mm-hmm. and he's uh, the other huge factor is I mean he's got size. He makes free throw. He's a great free throw shooter with his hand in a cast. Dude, Dan, the dude he is knocked down free so throws. So emotionally stable, man. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He, great athlete. He gets kicked in the groin, like yeah. just beat up down Twice. low. Yeah. And he's just stoic, just yeah. straight face the whole time. Uh, great, Hustles back on defense. Great athlete, great body for protecting the Dude, rim. The uh, way he, I was so amazed by the way he would switch on the pick and rolls and just just block yeah. the lane, like yeah. on all over Curry, even though Curry. Okay, so so we've sung the praises of Stephen Adams. Um, I actually probably would take him over DeAndre Jordan, um, but I. You know, this year the stats. DeAndre Jordan's last like six or seven or eight games, he averaged almost twenty rebounds. A yeah, game, which is unbelievable. Um, 
But that being said, um, we've sung the praises of Stephen Adams just now again. So let's talk about the winners. Yes. The Golden State Warriors. Golden they State were Warriors. down and out. They were down 3-1. They, But they're the champs. They're a team that won 73 games, and um, you can't count out a team that won 73 games. Of course they can win three straight. I got to say, a testament to how great this team is, is even, even when they were down 3-1, like I wasn't – it was certainly improbable that they would come back and win, but they have this effect on people even when they're down. Like like yesterday, for instance, they were down by eight at halftime, and I you can just kind of like feel like they didn't seem super stressed out. No, I sort of had this feeling they were going to come back and win it, which they did. But even down three one, I just I don't know. I had this feeling that they would come back. They would come back and they, win it. They fully believed in themselves. Yeah. They fully believed in themselves. They knew they had it in them. They knew they had the ability. They knew it was it was theirs to lose. Down 3-1, they knew it was theirs to lose, and they went out and they won it. Um, mm-hmm. You look at the quotes from Spades that they tweeted out. Um, you know, Andre Iguodala, obviously, Stephen Clay in the press conference, they were just fine. They were yeah. just fine. They said, hey, we got to do better, and we will do better, and they did do better. Uh, so, game seven last night um, – same old story. They started out you yeah. know, rough, out of sync. Steve Kerr changed up the starting lineup. Yeah, I, Iggy, I, he, put, he put Andre Iguodala Andre Iguodala started over Harrison? Over, over Harrison, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. That is this mo- moment where I kind of am like, when, why would game seven, you're going to mess with the rotation now? And I remember saying, that's a mistake. You don't yeah. mess with that now. And you know what? NBA Coach of the Year Steve Kerr proves that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, Andre Iguodala, obviously a phenomenal defender. Love his presence off the bench um, mm-hmm. in the starting lineup. His defense was still incredible, and um, he did just amazing things yesterday. And um, but they started out rough. Yeah. Out of sync. Um, you know, struggling to shoot. Clay Thompson starts out ice and cold it, from the floor. Yeah. It wasn't so much that they. I think Game Six they were. Uh, I thought they were going to lose game six, to be honest with you. Like, right. they were playing so bad. Right. Uh, yesterday's game, they they obviously ended a lot better than they started, but I think OKC was just playing phenomenally uh, in the first half of game seven. Yeah, they were playing with their backs against the wall, saying, we They're, can't blow it. We can't yeah. blow the 3-1 lead that we had. The defense was tight. Yeah. Um, then anyway, so... So again, they were making shots, making they were rebounding shots. the ball. We're uh, not going to spend a ton of time on this. Clay but was bricking his first seven shots. What were your What were your um, main takeaways from this win? Uh, my main takeaways were the Warriors do this thing, and if you are uh, watch the Portland Golden State series, you saw the same thing. They will actually let you come out and take your best shot early. Um, they're okay with just hanging around and yeah. hanging around and biding their time and biding their time. They let you almost, in the, to use a boxing term, punch yourself out. You can't take all your best shots early. At the end, you got nothing left. And then that's when they just kind of tighten the noose. Yep. Hey, we're still here. Now, you gave us your best shot. Here's ours. And their best shot's always been better. So uh, they started, they, they did, made their comeback a little earlier this time. They said, let's just get this over with. It was in the third quarter when the tide turned. And when the tide turned, you felt it turn. Yep. That was mostly due to Stephen Clay just going in fuego. Great minutes from the Brazilian. Anderson. Both Brazilians. Yeah, both Brazilians. Oh, Verjao Cap- MVP. Oh, Captain, my captain. And then Verjao. When Verjao comes on Dude. the court, the Golden State Warriors fans usually let out a collective scream Dude, of despair. Verjao. But Verjao gave us a quality 90 seconds. That guy. 
Uh, it it brings me such joy to see his little Brazilian fro bobbing up and down the court. Just getting up and down, and he gave us those minutes, and they were phenomenal minutes, and uh, brought energy, some life. You get that from your deep, deep, deep (laughs) bench guys. Also, Barbosa's – we were joking about Barbosa being put in the game. Instant offense, his first drive, he just got stuffed so hard. (laughs) But anyways, that's beside the point. Yes, good stuff. So uh, they just got great contributions from everybody. Mm. I loved Clay. Clay has no conscience. And he showed that. Um, and you miss that many shots. When I miss that many shots, I'm just like, someone else got to do it. It's yeah. not my night. Clay just Clay, kept man. shooting because he knew he could find it, and he found it, and it was awesome. Steph was the MVP. Clay uh, Steph showed why he <laughs> Dan, Drew's Dan, a Claytheist. Dan has coined the term Claytheist, and uh, I'll embrace that. Uh, Steph showed why he's the MVP by just doing, doing cold-hearted stuff cold-hearted yeah. stuff to the Thunder last night. Uh, and again, the meltdown from Westbrook and Durant at the end. Durant had a moment where he almost carried him back, but then he just took a really bad shot. You, you were right, Dan. Russ, it's not that there's a complete lack of leadership, like I said in the last podcast. Russ and KD do not – they don't know who the leader is. It's kind no. of like that Miami-LeBron, D-Wade situation. You can't have two alpha dogs on the same no. team. No, and it's, yeah, they don't really know in that situation who grabs the reins, who well, takes over. The problem is – and this is this is a way bigger discussion, but there's all this talk about OKC breaking up the core, you know, separating Russ and KD or shipping them elsewhere. And you – like, I think they when things are going well, they know how to play – well together and it's great and that's evidence from the first four games of this series right they were dominant they were totally cool sharing the load but then when their backs are against the wall they're both they both don't really know who takes over the game either Russ tries to and he just goes too hard and makes stupid mistakes KD tries to and he'll miss a shot and then we'll want someone else to take over It's it, so the dynamic works until their backs are against the wall. Yeah, and we saw those moments where we saw Westbrook screaming at a guy on the sideline, one of his teammates. Yeah, we saw KD screaming at Roberson for not taking the yeah. open look, even though that possession ended in a basket. Uh, yeah. It's just bad. It's bad leadership. It's yeah. uh, just these moments where they're falling apart. I welcome KD them with a, open arms into LA. KD took a forty footer with the game still in reach. Yeah, that's a Steph Curry move. There's like some, twenty seconds left on the shot clock too. Yeah, he just that. That's what I'm like. Wow. Mm. That's game right there. You're going to take that shot. My favorite play of the night, well, uh, there were a few, but when Steph knifed right down the center of the lane, he'd been attacking the rim for seven games. He's been getting stuffed at the rim for seven stuffed, games. Lost his confidence. And he just said, remember this? And yeah. he just did that. Just amazing. slashed down the lane for that finger roll. It's just killer. right in their face again, and he finished when it mattered. Yeah. And that's what the Warriors have been doing all season. They finish when it matters. Mm-hmm. So um, great game. Yeah. Uh, anyway, great series, great man. Great series. The whole series was incredible. Phenomenal series. It's just a reminder of how amazing the West is. Yeah, and um, you, and I hope, you know, if you're not a, a Warriors fan like me, you know, maybe you didn't grow up in the Bay like I did, but uh, I hope you Dan. just enjoyed <laughs> – and Dan grew up in San Jose for like six months. Go Sharks. Uh, I feel like uh, – I hope you guys can enjoy just watching this amazing team. Yeah. Um, it's it's special and we are all witnesses. Yeah. So that brings us really quick to, I, I don't, I don't have a ton to say about the finals right now because there's just so much up in the air, man. Yeah, we'll give some it, quick thoughts. Uh, the Cavs are resting. They're waiting. They mm-hmm. steamrolled the East. Uh, even a minor hiccup in Toronto is not a problem. The games they won were devastatingly easy. So this this finals will either reveal how just 
horrifically bad the East is. Right. If Cleveland gets beat or how good the Cavs are. Right. Which right now it's really hard to say. Yeah, it's it's tough to say. Uh LeBron, you might say, is the most dominant player in basketball. Yeah. Offensively dominant player in basketball. And then we just we just watched a series featuring Steph and Westbrook and K D and I'm saying LeBron is probably the most offensively dominant mm-hmm. player in and, basketball. And his the Cavs the Cavs whole game is kind of shifting, right? If we look at LeBron's shot chart, especially over the last series, but these whole playoffs, he can't shoot outside anymore. Yeah. He can't do it, but he still gets the same amount of production by just planting himself in the middle. He scores at will in the middle. Uh, it'll be a test for guys like Bogut and guys like Azili and even Draymond. Yeah, you got to keep LeBron off the rim. It's going to be tough. How do you do that? <laughs> and they uh, and Cleveland's Cleveland's perimeter shooting got a lot better. J.R. Smith is playing great. Channing Frye is hitting amazing shots. Channing Frye is this X factor. They did not have that corner three pointer from a seven footer last last uh, yeah. last finals, um, and now they do. That's a big game changer. J.R. Smith just bombs yeah. away. Tristan Thompson, remember his just uh, tenacious rebounding, just um, you know. And they're big three. Let's be honest, they're big yeah. three. They yeah. go they go. K. Love, Kyrie, LeBron. They're all healthy this and, season. Uh, and Golden yeah, State's role. Golden State's role not a big three. We don't know. Steph looked like himself last. Yeah. Uh, we don't know about the knee. We don't know about the elbow. Um, Clay's just fine. And Draymond again has this kind of emotional thing going on. He's got that flagrant hanging over his head. Yeah. Um, he's uh, Draymond is struggling emotionally, uh, mentally, uh, maturity thing going on with him right now. So that's the Warriors' big three. But but so so does does Golden State put. Do they put Iggy on LeBron? You know, uh, I think they go Dre and Iggy at LeBron, uh, Draymond and, and mm-hmm. Iggy at, and at LeBron. But, play on Kyrie. But but here's the deal, um, Dan. Matchups are so – they don't really matter anymore. Yeah. Matchups don't so matter anymore because there's so many screens, and the Warriors use screens, and the Cavs use screens, and the Thunder use screens. There's so many just screens and switch, screen and switch. If they don't like the matchup they have – uh, you know, they get Steven Adams on Steph Curry 35 feet from the basket. Yeah. That's a bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they just screen and switch, screen and switch. So, yeah, you can start and just say in a perfect world, this is how – in a perfect world, uh, I want Della Vadova trying to stand in front of Steph Curry, get those ankles broken. Don't give me the Steph stopper talk. I am so excited <laughs> to see Della Vadova get lit up again. Mm-hmm. That's a dirty player. I don't like the way he plays. Um, and drinks too much coffee at halftime. <laughs> He's just, but uh, I'm not. I'm I'm excited. That's mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing is I'm so, excited to see him get tooled up again. I don't have the I don't have the stats in front of me, but uh, if I remember correctly, Golden State sort of waxed Cleveland every time they played him this year. Uh, yeah, especially like, Christmas was their full the first time they p- faced Cleveland with Cleveland at full health, and right. it was a blowout Total Christmas blowout. Day blowout. But Dan, there's been a big coaching switch. Blatt, Blatt was a mess. Hot take, Lou is not a good coach. Lou is not a good coach, but I think Lou is smart enough to let LeBron be LeBron. And he's not trying to make him con, uh, conform to his system. Yeah, and Blatt I think, was like, you'll play this way. And then the Warriors are like, okay, we'll win by 30. That'll be an interesting narrative this series because LeBron has been able to do that against this weak East team. Uh, played Detroit, played – who did they play second round? I can't even remember. It was a joke, though. Atlanta. Atlanta. It was Atlanta. Oh. Toronto is maybe the worst conference finals team I've ever seen, even yeah. though they won two games. But it's pretty much been the LeBron show, right? But when when they come up against a team like this, or if OKC made it, or if San Antonio made it, 
LeBron can't do it by himself anymore because these teams are, are are way more way more professionally coached. Uh, their defenses switches are faster. They have ways to slow LeBron down. So when LeBron, this is when the wheels I think fall off for Cleveland. Is LeBron can't do it by himself anymore, and then he needs coaching. But then whatever coach is in place is so used to having yeah. LeBron, you know. I don't, and that's all speculative. Yeah, it's gonna but. be. I think it's gonna be a great series. Uh, as always, as a Warriors fan, I I roll, yeah. I roll with Golden State. I'm gonna say Golden State in six. In six, and that is exactly what I was gonna say. Okay. But anything can happen. Man. Anything can happen, especially when LeBron's on the court and his team is healthy. So it's gonna be exciting. Um, yeah, just uh, just kind of my last. Anything else in the finals? Uh no, I'm you know, excited. Um, That's my last. Thought. Did you ever listen to the Greg Papa audio that I tweeted out um, yes. at Drew Martin? Fire. Where, where Greg Papa is a is a Bay Area um, just kind of sports personality, um, and he basically has been around forever. Great guy, great takes. He he watched the moment where Russell Westbrook laughed at Steph Curry when the when the Thunder were sitting with their with their lead, they're feeling confident going back to OKC, thinking they're just gonna you know they've been outplaying the Warriors even though they had you know lost twice. They were had they just felt it was theirs to lose, which it was. And when Russell Westbrook laughed about Steph Curry, Papa just did a seven minute rant. That was so amazing, just saying Steph is the best shooter, best ball handler, best passer in the league, and, um, you know, that this, you know, generation has ever seen. It was just this, this epic rant, and just saying uh, he's an MVP, he's an NBA champion, and it ended with him saying, Russell Westbrook, you haven't won a single thing in this league. It's true. Show some respect. And, uh, and once again, Russ, you got to grow up or you're not going to win anything in this league, so... Yeah. yeah, dominant, dominant offensive player. You might say Westbrook's the best one-on-one offensive player in the league. You could, I mean, just given his explosiveness. Yeah, but I mean, besides Curry <laughs> and LeBron, <laughs> you uh, might say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, again, just a short little look at Game Seven, a preview for the finals. Again, just a recap. We're Drew and I, above all, we're just basketball fans. Yeah, we love. We're. It. I, I have no no dog in this fight. I have a so, dog in the fight, but I love watching. Yeah, I you know I love watching LeBron be LeBron, and I love watching the Thunder be the Thunder, and I uh, especially love watching just these motion offenses and yeah. and everything we get a, playing out. I love watching great defense. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. So yeah, we get a rematch of last year's finals. We get the two best players in the NBA, LeBron and Stephen Curry, going at each other there we'll see what happens man golden state in six who's excited uh all right we'll talk to you guys later um probably post a pod after game one or something yeah um we'll do probably a quick quick recap of of what we saw in game one bachelorette fans listen to our fire bachelorette pod we have some hot takes that no one is no one's talking about yeah no one's talking about uh yeah a a few national writers have talked about some of our basketball takes they haven't credited our pod for their takes but soon enough but uh but you know check the timestamp. we got ours out there first but bachelorette pod uh, fans check out the pod yep talk to you guys soon Praise him, praise him till I'm gone. Don't be mad.